Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm joined by Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hey Dave. Hi Dave. Hello, episode 101. Ooh. Very cool. Have, you, have we all recovered from the shenanigans of the live show last weekend? No. It must have been I woke up with a sore forehead after headbutting a watermelon. <laughs> not once, not twice, but thrice. And still making absolutely no impact. Yeah, that was embarrassing. I had a really good angle and no one else in the room seemed to see this, but I saw red juice splurt out from either side. Did you? Yeah. I can't tell if you're just telling me that to make me feel better, which is really nice, by the way. No, I'm not being nice. I, I genuinely saw a squirt. Oh. And I reckon from the from the watermelon, <laughs> not from the humping part, the headbutting. No, yeah, from the headbutting. Okay, part. good, good, good. Well, it would have, and I imagine it would have just been a tiny little, you know, it would have just been. A little squirt out a tiny crack that you couldn't see oh. after when... when oh, no. <laughs> well, my parents came around the next day and guess who had watermelon for dessert? Oh. Yeah. Did you tell them what you'd done to it? I just said it was part of a live podcast and they did not <laughs> ask any questions. As we've established, you mentioned the word podcast and the conversation instantly dries, <laughs> dries up. Especially from your parents who don't fully understand what a podcast is. So they're like, that's not. Right, that, that's, anyway. Anyway, this watermelon's pretty good. How's your real job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll never leave that for the podcast, will you? Right. That's just a hobby. Yeah. And I'm like, sadly, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, our dreams are I'm silly. Happy. But we have a bloody great time. And at the live show, I must say, I had one of the best Saturday afternoons I've had in a long time. That was really, really fun. And so many people came out, and they were so they were so warm and lovely. It was great. It was really nice. Yes, thank you to everyone for, for coming out and cheering so loudly. Made a the 100th episode feel very special. Mm, yeah, it did. It was really nice. It was great. Got to and meet people? Yeah, that was, that was really cool hanging around, chatting to people afterwards. Mm. I met a man called Bruce, 
That's not real. <laughs> That's made up. Bruce. Bruce, yeah. <laughs> I'm panicking. I've misremembered his name. My name's yeah, he was Bruce. the. Maybe it was Barry. Oh, the two most Aussie names. Is he the guy you were sitting with? Yes. And with his kids? So he was there with his his partner and their two two, um, adult kids. And the son, I can't remember everyone's name. I'm sorry. I apologize about this. He got into the the podcast first and then got his sister and then his his parents in. And Bruce slash Barry. I'm thinking it's Barry now. (laughs) Um, He... His uh, partner was like, "Oh, you should listen to the the, the podcast. I'll, I'll set you up." He likes the, the American Civil War. It's mm-hmm. sort of his favorite history part of things. Watched a few documentaries and read some books about that. <laughs> yeah. And so he wanted to start with the Abraham Lincoln episode, Matt. Good episode. Where Abraham Lincoln was uh, was shot. What? Sorry to say that. Spoiler by Lee, not Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> That's okay. Supposedly. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth. And so he was like, oh, great, I'll start with that. So he went for, he goes for a run with his dog and he was running with the dog listening yeah. to the episode and he's listening to the episode and we do our ramble at the start, this part of the episode. And he's like, just get to the podcast, which I imagine a few people are saying right now. But anyway, just <laughs> let me finish this. And uh, we started talking and we started talking a lot about horses and he was like, oh, this is, this is a bit strange. But uh, he knows a lot about John Wilkes Booth and he knew that John Wilkes Booth escaped Ford's Theatre on a horse. Right. And he was like, it must be that bit. We continued to talk about horses and it was only when he was halfway through his jog, you know, halfway, you know, a long way from his house, he realised that we were in fact talking about the uh, My Little Ponies. <laughs> his partner, had, uh, his wife had put on the wrong episode for him and he had to listen to that. His introduction to the podcast was us talking about My Little Ponies for an hour. Which was a very popular episode, but probably not a, uh, his Probably his not slash Bruce slash Barry. At yeah. what point did he realise that, uh, that the murderer didn't get away on a flying unicorn <laughs> named uh, My Little Sparkles or what? No, Princess Sparkles? No, fuck. Sparkle sunshine. It's my little... No, Princess Sparkles. I reckon that is right. But he did learn a lot from the, the episode and he he now knows what a cutie mark is. That's he right. He would not have known where that was otherwise. So there you go. <laughs> and they still came to the show and I appreciate that coming as a family unit. That's nice, isn't it? Isn't that nice? Because when you, when you grow up, you know, when you're adults, you don't do as much as a family, you know? Just the fam. That's nice. Mm. That's that nice. nice. It you is know, it's always nice. dinners for a special occasion, but why does it have to be a special occasion? Let's just hang out. That's nice. That is nice. Do you know what I mean? That's nice. I That's think so. Nice. Nice. I, think I miss my parents. And here they are now. <laughs> Anne and John, they've been hiding in that corner all along. Anyway, let's do a report. Yeah. Let's do a report. So, let me give you the 101 on how this show works on episode 101. Ah. Thank, you. Thank you so much for doing that. I thought about that in the toilet earlier. In the John. In the John. I was it, in the John and I thought, 101. Is that a saying? Give you the 101? Yeah, the 101. 411. Yeah, it's the four one one, isn't it? No, the what? Welcome to Maths one hundred and one. Yeah, oh, okay. but you yeah. like say what's going on? What's the four one one? It's not one hundred and one. Well, you can have your time to shine in three hundred and ten episodes. Let me have this. Here's time. podcast one hundred and one. Yeah, that would have. That's what you should have done. Do go on one hundred and one. Well, that's fun. Let's drink some one hundred and one proof pod. That's that's uh, how Americans uh, nah. talk about alcohol. No. Yeah, proof. They love that, don't they? You wrecked oh, it. Proof. Stop. Anyway, what we do on this episode, on this, on this episode, on this show is uh, pick a topic, often listeners suggested, nearly all the time these days, and uh, one of us uh, researches and reports back to the other two, and it is Matt's turn to do such a thing. And we always start with a question. Did you say that? No, and we always start with a question. And here is the question. Now, hang on, but now you both got to say that. I want to say it. <laughs> and we always start with a question. Just as right, Dave. We always do. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that bit. <laughs> The question this week is, 
Which single event led to the largest loss of American civilian life in the 20th century? Single event. So like oh a speed goodness. dating night? Yes. And an over 28th mixer? Yeah. Hmm. So single events, you wouldn't count World War One or Two. No. And it's also civilian life. Civilian life. Okay, so and 20th century. So it wouldn't be the 9-11 attacks then? Exactly. Okay. It actually, the 9-11 attacks, it, it was holding that sort of... Uh, morbid record until 9-11. Oh. Right. Is it also a morbid event? Yes. Well, I mean, civilians are dying. Oh. Okay, that means that our listeners are going to enjoy it. Well, well, um, but it an... Matt will struggle to make it funny. Is it a natural <laughs> disaster or a man-made disaster? Man-made. Oh. Oh. Um, Is it a bombing of some description? No. It might be obvious once we know it, but right now I can't think of anything. Even like Joe Cancer. Is it that time the tiger got out of the Central Park mass- Zoo? It's got massacre in the name. Is it a shooting? No. Oh, great. It was not a bombing, not a shooting, so that's looking less morbid. But the word massacre is really putting me off here. Yeah, okay. You guys might just not have heard of this, potentially. It's called the Jonestown Massacre. Oh, oh. oh shit, you're doing Jonestown. Whoa, okay. <laughs> really cool. I've definitely heard of this. I've put it in my Patreon vote before and it came second. So. Right. But people wanted it. People were commenting. Well, it, it's come in directly through the golden hat from uh, a Patreon listener called Stephen Summo. Oh, Stephen. Great choice. This is fascinating. Sounds like you are going to know more about it than me, though, which not, is cool. Maybe not more, but I'll remember bits and pieces as you as you go. It's uh, it's fascinating and so fucked, so our listeners are going to love it. David, do you know much about it? Mm, not much. May I have breezed the Wikipedia article maybe once or twice, but I've never seen a doco or anything like that, so I'm very interested to hear all the nitty-gritty details. Awesome. Uh, sure. Well, I'm... Uh, it was a... Jonestown was a settlement established by the People's Temple of Disciples of Christ, a religious movement founded by a man named Jim Jones that combined elements of Christianity and socialism, and it was in northwestern Guyana. Is that how you'd say that? That is absolutely right. Great. Cool. Anyway, so I'm going to go back and talk about Jim Jones, the, the man... Jim Jones. A man that had such an average name that he had to make a mark somehow. <laughs> His full name was, yeah, it's, it is a very average sort of name. Rock solid. Uh, James Warren Jones. Oh, Warren. Wazza. Jimmy Wazza. No good. Was born on the 13th of May, 1931 in, in Indiana. His parents were James Jones, a World War One vet. Not veteran. It made it sound like he was in He was <laughs> looking after dogs. Who's looking after all those pigeons who won the VC for <laughs> animals? I, th- I think from what I, I could figure, he, he was injured over there and he came back sort of... Uh, he didn't work when he came back. And then his mum was Lynetta Putnam, who worked in a few different jobs. Oh, she's making up for the terrible names of her husband Lynetta. and son. Apparently, um, I've, I've gone through a bit of... Wikipedia has been one of the main sources for this episode, so, you know, asterisk. But uh, apparently... Um, Lynetta Apparently, uh, my dick is big. <laughs> you know when people just add the, like little sentences <laughs> like that in Wikipedia? Uh, uh, Jim Jones was born in, my dick is big, <laughs> Indiana, 1931. <laughs> that was the next sentence. Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Lynetta, uh, his mum, reportedly believed she had given birth to the Messiah. Oh, 
okay. Well, we all think our kids are the best, but oh, that's going so too many far. people act that way, though, don't they? Yeah. Um, my son is the Messiah. Uh, yeah, when you're at, at the supermarket and someone's fucking up, and you're like, why can't they tell him off? They just turn to you and go, he's the Messiah. He's the Messiah. <laughs> I can't yell at him, and he has to go first on the slide at the playground. <laughs> Move aside. <laughs> I'm always I, all these things when something something wild like this happens. I always wonder about, like, this history wasn't written down. This was all written afterwards, right? Mm. So people go back and I, I'm i always a bit dubious on that yeah, sort People of stuff. go back and they add about a note about how big their dick is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> I've at the time, people weren't writing it down about how big their dick is. Yeah. It's only... Only you, after the fact. You look back in rose-coloured glasses at the size of your genitals yeah. and you write it down. Big wiki fan over here. All right, mate. That's basically how this show was Big born. Big wiki fan. Eh? <laughs> yeah, my obsession. Uh, jo- with your own genitals? No, with wiki. Oh. Dickypedia. <laughs> Jones was born into the Great Depression. Times were tough, and the shack he was brought up in didn't have Oh, well, I mean, you say plumbing. shack. Yeah, well, you gave that away with shack. <laughs> was he born in the stable? <laughs> on Christmas Day, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think. Uh, I think another another guy was born in a in a shack without With no plumbing. plumbing. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> tough childhood, really tough. <laughs> Jones found it hard to make friends as a child, but he was a strong student and a big reader. He, he read extensively about controversial leaders such as Karl Marx, Joseph Stalin, Mahatma Gandhi, Mao Zedong, and Adolf Hitler. Mousy Dong's still funny. Still funny. It'll never not be funny. <laughs> Mousy Dong. What the fuck? <laughs> what were you thinking, Mousy Dog's parents? <laughs> uh, if, you, if your surname's Dong. <laughs> you can't win anyway, but don't make it something like Mousy. Z-Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that his, his name is Dong. Anyway. <laughs> Mousy. His first name is Mousy. <laughs> And his surname is Dong. Dong. Mr. Dong. Mr. Dong. What would you call it? Like his nickname at school would be Donga. Donga. (laughs) I don't know if that's how it worked in China. No, I'm pretty sure. Oi, Donga. Dave, we're not so different. Donga, can I borrow a buck? (laughs) Need a sausage roll. (laughs) Et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) So we're right back there with him. Um... So Jones also became interested in religion at a pretty young age. A neighbour started taking him to church. And around the age of... Hang on. Mum thinks he's the Messiah, but the neighbour has to take him to church. Yeah, I guess why would the mum... <laughs> She's it's, busy. Why, I mean, why would you take the Messiah to church? Hmm. He knows everything. Yeah, that feels like a waste of everyone's time. Unless yeah. you're putting him up on the stage, yeah. on the altar. The stage. the stage. God, you're such a performer. Real showbiz. <laughs> the open mic night at the church. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, we've actually got a special guest dropping in tonight. I mean, it, it's, it's the Messiah. He's seven <laughs> years old. <laughs> Doing a drop-in. Jim? He's just going to do five. Jim, get up here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, the neighbours started taking him to church. But around the age of 10, he started visiting multiple churches in the small town himself. Um, he took in aspects of what the different churches taught and started preaching to other kids in the town. Fuck. His, ta- Lin- his town was called Lynn, by the way. What Lynn. A- Lynn. Lynn. How, like, how's that spelled? <laughs> L-Y-N-N. Lynn. Lynn. Short for Lynette. <laughs> Lynetta. The, the county's Lynetta name's Lynetta. Lynette. Yeah. Lynn. Lynn. It's such, maybe the funniest town name I've ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to Lynn. It's like a train station here in Melbourne called Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, well, that is, that that is very good. That always cracks me up. Who the fuck is Dennis? I fucking love that. 
Dennis Station. <laughs> right between uh, Keith. Keith Station. <laughs> Gary. I'd, I'd be calling a town Gary if I ever had the chance. <laughs> Mate, I reckon you'll get that chance. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, in honour of your podcast work, you get to name this town. <laughs> we won't name it after you. You get to choose the name. Imagine a point now where they're creating a new town. I feel like we've got all our towns. Yeah. You no, know? It's unlikely, isn't it? It's the it? golden age of towns. The only way it would happen is if a new sort of resource was found yeah. in the desert somewhere and they're <laughs> like, say, all right. The only way it'll happen is nuclear apocalypse and we have to start again. <laughs> but you went, you went a different route. That, that More, does, that, I mean, they make different, they make new suburbs. Like Caroline Springs was new. That's true. And then yes. maybe if it got big enough, it could just be a town. That's true. Yes, that is true. And then mm-hmm. there's sort of offshoots of those. What would you like Gary's postcode to be? Oh, Gary's has got to be. The first letter's going to tell the first digit's going to tell us where which state he wants it in. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, if I was going to it was going to be 6969. Oh, that's but... good. Now nah, that's good. Yeah, oh. we're leaving that. Yeah, 6969. I know that's the, our official township podcast of Gary. number. <laughs> you know, Gary. <laughs> it's all about dad boning. <laughs> anyway, some kids that knew Jeez, that was a yeah, I can't ever no. remember the last time I was reading a because he was preaching at kids and that's funny. Yeah, preaching other kids, but little bits from different religions. Is that right? Right, yes. I wonder what his favourite religion is. He was also kind of, he was a bit anti-dancing and stuff like that I read somewhere. <laughs> it was like Footloose sort yeah, of thing. Was, he'd watch Footloose. <laughs> he was preaching that. Preaching from the book of, of Bacon. Anti-dancing. But anti-bacon. Anti-bacon, yeah. He saw Bacon and he was like, no, no, I'm kosher. I'm not having that. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a very, that's, that's. That feels like it deserves laughter, a clever joke like that. But yeah, but thank you. But also not, it yeah. just, yeah. It also felt like... Because it's clever, but I also rolled my eyes. Yeah. It's one of those one of twofers. Those. Mm, I see what you did there, and yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's impressive, but, but something about it makes me feel like I wish you weren't talking right now. <laughs> um, Some kids... <laughs> Some kids that knew him at the time later suggested that he was a really weird kid. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that surprising? Yeah. They later suggested that. Yeah. It's funny how you look back on things. I reckon rewriting history. He to started be a cult. He was a wit weird, actually. <laughs> a wit weird. Now that yeah. I think about it, he was yeah. a wit weird. <laughs> He's a wit weird, that boy. That boy down that there. That boy down there, he was a wit weird. He was a wit weird. Um. And yeah, they also said that he was very obsessed with religion and death. Apparently, he held funerals for dead animals, dead pets, and possibly that's uh, stabbed a cat to death once. Yeah, right. And then gonna, had a funeral for it. Was going to stop you and be like, "That's not." No, it's not. He stabbed the cat. Well, I mean, this is yeah. Look, I don't. You know, it's this is such a weird story. This guy. Uh. Some things it's like, oh, is this guy good? And then other times you're like, oh, no, he's no good. He's a very confusing character. Mm. He's a wit weird. Obviously. You know, as as the story goes on, you realise majority bad, but he seems some t- at points you're like a bit of a, you have a bit of sympathy for him, do you, Matt? No. You see the good in everyone, do you? No. You think everyone's got a bit of good in them? No, not everyone. Mousy dong. Yeah. Look, I don't know a lot about the mouse, but uh, Jones's father was an alcoholic racist, and some have suggested he had oh. Ku Klux Klan connections. God, that was fun. Say that again. Ku Klux Klan connections. That was good. That was hard a second time around. Ku Klux Klan connections. That's fun. Dave, have a go. That's fun to say. Uh, I'm too afraid to say it out loud. <laughs> Interesting point. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Jim clashed with his father about this. Jim and Jim. At one point, they did not speak for years after his dad wouldn't allow a black friend of, of Jim's into the house. 
His parents split up hmm. and Jones moved to Richmond. See? In, also in Indiana. That's a reasonable name. With his mum. There's a Richmond everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he had a chance to reinvent himself. There he worked at a hospital where he met a nursing student named <laughs> Marceline Baldwin. <laughs> He's reinvented himself as a doctor. <laughs> hey guys, I'm a doctor now. Okay. Wait, forget I said now. now. Well, we've, n- <laughs> yeah, we've never seen you before, so that's a bit weird. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Forget the now Oops. part. Always. Uh, I've always been a doctor. I've come from Lynn. Hi, I'm a doctor always. <laughs> As always, I'm still a doctor. Can I have a job? As a doctor. Hello, one one doctor is here. That's me. G'day. Hello there, Dr. Me is here. All right, Dr. Me, can you fill out these forms? <laughs> yes. Dr. Me can. Sure. That- so sorry, pardon me, but he did meet someone with a fantastic name. What was her name? You... Marceline Baldwin. Mm. Marceline, or maybe Mar- Marcy. Marcy, yeah, great. That's better. Marcy Dong. Marcy Dong, <laughs> as her friends called her. Uh, Jones graduated early from Richmond High School in 1948 with honors. Mostly because he just said, "I'm graduated now." Graduated. <laughs> yeah, now. Oh shit! Fuck. Uh, the following year, he married Marceline B- Marcy Baldwin. While studying at Indiana University why, in Bloomington. Why are you in such a rush? You know? You know. Why can't yeah. you just date for a while? Yeah. you got so much growing up to do. Yeah, Christian people well, definitely... Was, yeah, I was going to say he's highly religious. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, in 1951, Jones attended Communist Party gatherings in Indianapolis. Publicly supporting communism at that time led to a pretty negative attention from the FBI. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad, a hard time for you to have those views publicly. He And he was becoming frustrated with the ostracization of open communists in the US. And this led to Jones asking himself the question, apparently, how can I demonstrate my Marxism? And his thought was, infiltrate the church. Sure, okay. Hmm. Use the church. Use the church. I'm in the church now. I mean, always. (laughs) Hello, it's me from church. I mean, is he still, does he think he's the Messiah? At this point, or is his mum uh, just... doesn't... I, I, don't, I think that it really feels like, to me, that was just this weird one-line thing about his mum. I shouldn't have mentioned it, to be honest. No. Shouldn't have thrown no. weight behind it. It's my favourite part me so too. far. Me too. You're really struggle to impress us beyond that. Jones got a job as a Ooh. senior... As a builder. Oh. Carpenter. <laughs> Come on. So this he's had the idea, he's like... He wants to do be a socialist or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's in a socialism. Mm-hmm. He, he, but communism is, is, is on the nose. So he's thinking, I'm getting in the church, right? And he got a job as a student pastor at the Somerset Southside Methodist Church. He found frustration there as the church leaders prohibited him from including black people in his mass. Oh. And in time, he left to branch out on his own. So he's not racist. So that's... That's something. Um, he had been interested in some evangelical preachers that he'd seen, especially those who performed those faith healing ceremonies, noticing that they were able to bring in a lot of people and also their money. Ah. <laughs> That's what he noticed. Also, what most of those faith healers notice and why they do it, yeah. one can speculate. I guess I guess he, he's, think, cause he's, he's thinking because he's thinking about the church as a way to forward his political ideologies, mm. right? So he's thinking... You know, that's classic political party. You need money to, to better your cause or hey, whatever. Matt, don't you think Dave would be a really good faith healer? Yes. Let me hear you. 
Praise the Lord! You've just got so much charisma. Thank I you. I believe you. You'd be like, you know, the ones that you see sometimes, they're little boy, they're little boy healers. That's yeah. who it'd be. They go oh, and I say, have seen those. Yeah. You're thinking Bart Simpson? You, well, you've got, yeah, you've got the, you've got the best of both worlds. The b- boyishness and charisma. Yeah. Thank you. And also, you know, you're, uh, you and can drive legally. <laughs> <laughs> you're, an, you're an adult. You also, get, you own a car. So. You, can, you can get from place to place. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's a big three. You're a triple threat. I am missing what I see to be an essential part of it, which is the faith. Faith, yeah. I don't I know, don't if, know that if that's is always Oh, really? Great. Great. So I don't need healing powers. How do you feel about money? I love it. How do you feel about acting in a, in a way that, you know, maybe people don't realise that you're full of shit? It's a prank. How do you feel about pranks? Oh man! Yeah, at the end of the, I was going to say at the end of the episode. At the, yeah. At the end of the sermon, you've all been punked. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I get in my car and drive. But just don't do exactly that like last that. Bit. Just ignore that last part. Oh, yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then you'll get heaps of cash. How do you feel? I feel great. You on board? Yeah. Okay, great. From the 11th of June to the 15th of June in 1956, Jones held a big religious convention in the Cadel Tabernacle. Which is a large hall in Indianapolis. That is an incredible name for a hall, and I would love to play that venue one day if it still exists. Mm-hmm. He booked a. Let's book- do a live show there. Yeah. Oh, man. Tabernacle. The Cadle Tabernacle. Live at the Cadle Tabernacle. Oh, that's the sick. Do Go On podcast. Weighing in at Wait. nine pounds. So you mean, because that doesn't sound like you, do you mean we'd be big enough by that stage for somebody else to announce us? Yeah, that, no, I'm putting on a character to make us look more popular than we are. <laughs> then we walk out to a crowd of four people and it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> it's a big haul. It's a big haul. But I think Indianapolis is where Letterman's from, isn't it? Maybe he could be involved. I'm sure he would. I'm sure Great. he's free. That's perfect. Maybe he, Dave can introduce us. He loves podcasts, especially this one. Uh, he, cause, so he wanted to fill the hall. It's a big convention, five-day convention, but he at this stage, he's not a big name. Mm-hmm. He needs a big name act. Mm-hmm. David Letterman. <laughs> Funny you say that. Uh, so he booked a big name preacher known as Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Apparently. You just would love that. That was his stage name. That wasn't his real name. But anyway. Oral. Oral. His real name was Handjob <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> he tossed up a few names. Headjob. No, I don't like it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Oral. Oral, that rolls up. Oral is also just a strange sound. Uh, Oral. Oral. Anyway, it's a great name. Um, It's not. It is. Oral. No, you're right. It's not. I don't know. Why Why am I trying to convince someone? Oral. No, it's a beautiful name. This preacher from the 50s. What a yuck sound. It sounds like you're choking. It's like, Oral. And it would be dry reading. Oral. Imagine Americans probably pronounce oral as well. Oral. Still gross. Let me try oral. it. Let but me that's try a different it. word. That is a oral. different word. <laughs> that's oral. You've gone from mouth to ears in, in one mispronunciation. That changes everything. Oral. Uh, the momentum he gained after uh, pulling off this big event, because he did get the crowds, meant that he could now launch his own church, which is what he did. Oh, so, launch a church. So, so what? Big event. What you do, you get Oral <laughs> Roberts, you do a five-day convention, and we've just heard the, the 101 to how to start a church. But how do you, like, do you build it yourself? I do think you, you find you, a, a property? You fill, fill in a form online, I think. Okay. And then you just turn turn an empty empty, empty room into a church. church. There's a church now. 
It is now blessed. <laughs> oh, church now. Church now. Um, this is my living room. Nope, it's my church now. Church now. Sorry. Sorry. Church now. At first, he called it the Wings of Deliverance. Yuck. Sounds like a horror film. Sounds oral. But eventually, it had a few name changes. Eventually, it became best known as the People's Temple, which is short for the People's Temple of the Disciples of Christ. Too long. People's Temple is fine. People's Temple. People's Temple. The church was racially integrated in a time where segregation was still common. He was becoming a more prominent community figure also. In 1960, he was appointed as director of the Human Rights Commission by uh, the Indianapolis mayor. That's a, that's a big job, right? Yeah. Human Rights Commissioner. He's a well-trusted guy. Um, despite the mayor asking him to keep a low profile, Jones went hard seeking outlets for his views on radio and television. He sort of saw it as a chance to, to get his name out there yeah. and the name of his church and, yep. and his beliefs and, and whatnot. According to the trusted source of Wikipedia... Through this time, he helped get a really big dick. <laughs> <laughs> have, see, did you see me think of that, like, midway through a word? I I'm like, I probably have to... That was seamless. I've done it again. <laughs> I'm actually so impressed. But do you see the thing with the joke? Is you that don't. It's, it's like it's funny, but it's not that no, funny. No, it's no good. I didn't want to do it. I just felt like no, I had to. you had to. I felt like I had to. You did the right as thing. As soon as I said Wikipedia, I had to do that. Yeah. No one feels good about it. No, People I, at home are going, we don't feel good about it. I, yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah, we know, mate. <laughs> Call back to a dick joke I did earlier. <laughs> There's no higher praise. <laughs> um, but apparently, uh, according to that great source, he helped racially integrate churches, restaurants, the telephone company, the police department, a theatre, an amusement park, and the Methodist Hospital. Wow. So he, he was making big change in Indianapolis. Uh, when swastikas were painted on African-American family homes, Jones walked the neighborhood, comforting locals as he went around. Um, he also, okay, well that's, I mean, that's very nice, yeah. but just take a bucket of paint, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just slap on some as paint a, over the top. Hey, I'm here for you. Okay, cool. All right, mate. Just stop by Get bunnies. your hands dirty, mate. Like, what's the, I mean, it's, uh, sure, that's nice. Go visit and say, hey, this sucks. Really sorry about that. No, it does. That's a really awful thing. But you're not being that useful. Just quick roller, some paint, done, fixed. Then everyone's happy. No, I think it's, it's nice. Yeah, that's right. You would think that. There was community backlash for his work in, in racial integration. His temple was graffitied, death threats were made, and even a dead cat was thrown at his house. No, he just <laughs> killed that cat. Yeah. There was that. Yeah, I feel like I've forgotten. I forgot that. I was like, wow, he's gone through a great period of his life. He did kill a cat. Well, then, yeah, some, that's some say. Some, some say. say. I mean, this is all some says. I haven't, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't there personally to see any of this. Well, so. as we get to more of it, I think it's more than a cat that he's um, yeah, but responsible not... for. How, like, how far close do you have to get to the house before you can hit it with a cat? It does seem like a weird, yeah. It's a lot. I mean, you'd have to get close or you're a really good throw. Imagine if you threw it and you missed. You had to go and pick it up, <laughs> throw it again. Oh, oh, yeah. No, oh, shit. You'd throw it and go, oh, fuck, and just speed off. Yeah, because that's gross. Oh, you're, you're picturing them in the car. Yeah. I imagine they're just on foot. Oh, they've walked 3K holding a dead cat. No, no, they're in a, with a mountain bike with a basket on the front. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat dead cat front. basket. And then what do they use it for when they don't have a dead cat in there? Oh, it's always got a dead cat in there. <laughs> They've always got someone to throw a cat at. <laughs> There's always someone. <laughs> in they, ni- 
they never use it for groceries. Never like dinking. <laughs> no, fridge? no, they've got a they've got a grocery box on the yeah. back oh. as well. Yeah, yeah. They don't cross. When that out. isn't full with cats, then they <laughs> they they go. Oh, better go get some groceries and kill some more cats. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they, they bring one up into the basket any time. It's sort of like them sort of reloading the gun. Yeah. <laughs> With a dead cat. Slowly riding around the streets, oh. ringing the bell. Everyone, yeah. In a really slow, menacing <laughs> way. Got Who's a no- next? <laughs> it's got a novelty bell. Meow. <laughs> Here comes the dead cat guy. Meow. <laughs> In 1961, Jim and Marcy became the first white couple in Indiana to adopt a black kid who they named James Warren Jones Jr. So now he's James Jones III. JWJJ. There's so many names out there. Thousands. You can even make it up. You could call him Oral. That's a made-up name. That's a made-up name. We're going to have... Oral. We're going to have a listener tweet in now being like, my name is Oral. Well, you sound like I'm dry-reaching. <laughs> Oral. Oral. It's a beautiful name. If that, sorry, if you are listening and, you, and your name is Oral, know that you, you are loved and change your name. <laughs> you have our support. We are here for you. Uh, the couple adopted many other children also. Uh, Joan stated that integration is a more personal thing to me now. It's a question of my son's future. So did they only adopt the one black kid and then the others... White? No, it was a he called it his rainbow family. Okay, that's that's all his kids were. It was a very. I diverse, was worried that it was like you know tokenism for a, a very diverse brood. Jim the third, you know, just like nah, look, we got one. Nah, no, that would it wasn't that would like, be no good. No, it wasn't like that. Oh, that's right. Then this Jim Jones guy sounds all right. Uh, atonement for killing that cat one time as a kid. This was, guy's all right. Yeah, End of report. There was what, yeah, a hero. it was around in this middle part where I was, I was forgetting who what he. Was anyway in 1961, the Joneses relocated to Brazil. Uh, they were seeking a possible new location for the church. Um, there was some fears growing of a nuclear apocalypse. Which sure, Dave mentioned earlier. I think in 1963, the family started working um, with the poor in Rio slums. But later that year, they received word that their temple back home in Indiana was struggling without his leadership, so they returned home. Yeah, they, they were basically, they were looking at a, a way out. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, knowing more stuff, you wonder, like, he was trying to escape from something, right? Trying to get away from... All those cats. The cats. American <laughs> yeah. law. Stop I don't know, like, cats. something. Mm. Yeah. Why Why was he so keen to leave America? He, he'd say because he worried about nuclear apocalypse, which would be, I guess, the Cold War. Is that what was going on then? Yeah, big stuff with Russia and America. So... I mean, so Brazil, I guess that that would be, that would make some sense, but what he does soon would go against that. On returning home, Jones told his followers that the world was about to be engulfed by the nuclear war, predicting the specific date of July 15th, 1967. I never get the, they happen all the time. People go, this exact we've, date. we've got a big cult here. You guys all believe me, so I can say this and you'll believe it. I mean, why be so specific? Mm. So I've got a feeling it's coming. It's I'm getting a sense it's going to be in spring. Not sure what year. Yeah. Soon though. But you go exact date. That date comes and goes, and everyone's yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then you go, "Oh, I'm getting a new message." Yeah. Sorry. We was... got past that one. Yeah. Four. 
Yeah, we did because that of thing. Your yes, <laughs> I'm getting a new message, and this one includes a poo emoji. So this god is pretty up with the times <laughs> and upset. <laughs> pretty pissed off. <laughs> poo emoji. <laughs> That's good stuff, Dad. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was quite good. Uh, What's your favourite emoji? I'm not a big emoji user. It's disappointing. Matt, do you have a favourite emoji? I like using the angel face from pretending I'm a little angel. Oh, yeah, you would. The one I like is the the just the sort of the blank face. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's very you. Yeah, it's just that when something is a little bit like surprising, you can really oh. you can really show that. That's funny because that's quite you. But then my favourite one is like a, a little smirky face too, which is quite appropriate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that is appropriate. Just like I say something a little bit smartass, and then I just send a little. And Dave's was <laughs> a little angel. The angel. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. All very appropriate. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he he's talking about this apocalypse, right? But he's he, moved back to America. He's moved back it. to yep. in, Indiana, and he's telling him, "Look, we got to do something about it. It's and coming." An exact date. He's an exact date. Um. Spoiler alert, it doesn't happen. Um, oh, Matt. Sorry. sorry. I was worried. Storytelling is a bit off there. I was worried for Jim Jones. You just don't know how to build suspense Damn in your it, stories. Sorry. Fuck. Um, I was like, did yeah, yeah I, the way I build suspense is don't check the date. <laughs> <laughs> this didn't happen 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> huh? It just hasn't huh? got there yet. We're still not in 1967. Ooh. Oh, thank God. That's how you do it. You go, oh, I just, we had the dates wrong. No, no, no. I didn't mean by, like, society's calendar. Yeah. I meant by That's actually a a wicked way to get out of it, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Not your human calendar. Ugh, patriarchy (laughs) does it again. Blame the patriarchy. It's good out. Um, Works every time. So he was saying this this apocalypse was going to lead, uh, in a positive way, to a new socialist Garden of Eden on Earth. It's a Garden of Eden, honey. I wouldn't call it an apocalypse then. I'd call it... What do you call it? Probably a Garden of Eden on Earth. Mm, um, very catchy. The, it is harder to yell that it's while hard. running through the streets. Harder to market that too. But so, so to get away from the threat of the nuclear apocalypse... Um, and they were in, in India, Indianapolis in America. So, obviously, in, in the line of fire. So, he said, to be safe, we're going to move to California. Right. To a more populated area. That makes sense. I mean, they did. They went out like to north sort of country, California, but still. California. So I feel like you're moving closer to where anyone, if they wanted to bomb a US city. Yeah, we're talking nuclear. There's nuclear. a pretty big footprint on those things. Yeah, they're huge. Anyway, I found that to be a little bit inconsistent. Up until this point, Jones wasn't really open about his socialist ideals when he preached, um, but he started talking about this more in his sermons. Um, he's been quoted as saying, those who remain drugged by the opiate of religion had to be brought to enlightenment. Socialism. I think, I'm hoping that he's spoken a started way because I, I, <laughs> I lost my spot on the page. See, he was quite charismatic, as all cult leaders are, so... Probably not. Have you seen him? Yeah. Always wearing sunnies. He looked a bit like Elvis. Yeah. Really? Big, big Elvis sunnies. Yeah, late, all the time. late Elvis. Big fat Elvis. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, not uh, slim. Elvis. Not slim Elvis. Not hot Elvis. Not certainly not hot Elvis. So medium Elvis. Medium, medium Elvis. Elvis yeah. yes. With with glasses. Pre jumpsuit, um, but post. Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Well done. 
Um, he would soon begin deriding traditional Christianity and calling the Bible a tool to oppress women and non-whites. Oh, okay. He likes women too. Yeah. Oh, He's okay. a socialist. I like this guy. He, be- he believes everyone's equal. Right. Is that what socialism is, Dave? In a way. Great. Do any of us know what socialism is? <laughs> In a way. Really can we ever really know? <laughs> well, it's more of a, like an economic thing, but yeah. But it, everyone is treated equally, yeah. Uh, he, in theory, yeah, because it because uh, it's like that obviously links into communism and stuff, and that is, you know, can be misused. We've seen in the past sometimes. I've read out there of are time. some examples of communism going awry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, True. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. He also started talking about himself more as a God figure. Okay. Preaching that he was a reincarnation of Gandhi, Jesus, Buddha, Vladimir Lenin. Mum said I was a messiah, so... Is Gandhi dead yet? Yeah, he died died ages ago, Dave. Not now. No, but when he's he's talking, I'm a... It's like me saying, I'm a reincarnation of George W. Bush. Hang on. I got called a Celia Pacola tribute act, and I was like, "Well, she's not dead. I can't really be a tribute." Oh act, no, this tribute act that that you know, there's a Bon Jovi tribute act. That's I've true, seen. but I th- the Kiss tribute act, Kiss Troya, I believe it's called. But Kiss aren't like still gigging heaps, are they? They do a bit. <sighs> so I was in the news this week that if you spend, I think it was thirty-two thousand dollars, Gene Simmons will come and hang out with you at your house for two hours. Okay, well that's a new Patreon goal. <laughs> that's so sad. Gandhi died <laughs> in nineteen forty-eight. So that was 20-odd yeah, years sorry. before this. Oh, thank goodness. Otherwise, it would have been weird if this guy told a lie. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't believe what he's saying, a former follower of the temple named Hugh Fortson Jr. See, that's a name. That's a bloody name. Now we're getting somewhere. I've got a friend at work whose name's Hugh, and I put it into sentences all the time. Like I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'd like to hear a second sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You piece of shit. Hugh, piece of shit. Oh, oh, very good. Very well. Very well played. Uh, so Huey was quoted as uh, quoted Jones as saying, what, what you need to believe in is what you can see. 
If you see me as your friend, I'll be your friend. Oh. If you see me as your father, I'll be your father. Mm. For those of, of you that don't have a father, obviously. If you see me as your saviour, I'll be your saviour. If you see me as your God, I'll be your God. Enrique Iglesias, is that you? I can be a hero, baby. Yeah, he's doing everything. Like, if you see him as uh, as your barber, will he just whip out the scissors? Like, you what's see, going on? If you see me as the janitor, I'll mop your floor. <laughs> yeah. If you see me as uh, your chauffeur, where do you need to go? I'll get you there in Do you think there's anything he wouldn't do? Can he do anything? Yep. But he won't do I was confused by that line. The church grew quickly after moving to California, uh, with new temples opening up in many different cities, including in San Francisco, uh, away from... The, they, they set up in a little country town. Um, and uh, he became more prominent politically. Uh, he was appointed by the mayor of San Francisco as the chairman of the San Franciscan Housing Authority Commission. Uh, Jones was different from most cult leaders as he was able to find public support from prominent politicians in this way. Like, people would publicly go, we're on board with this clearly cult-leading guy. Um, Vice presidential candidate Walter Mondale even publicly praised the temple. Uh, His star was continuing to rise. But with the extra public praise came increased visibility and scrutiny. In the summer of 1977... Uh, reporter Marshall Kilduff was set to publish an expose. This expose was to include allegations from former followers that they were emotionally, physically, and sexually abused. Oh, those are the three worst ones. Yeah, and uh, so that so this is about to come out, right? They've found out about this ex- expose's imminent release, though. So Jones, along with many hundreds of his followers, decided to head to the church's compound in Guyana. South America. How good's the word expose, though? It's great. Included it twice for that reason. Didn't, <laughs> didn't need to use it both times. Probably didn't need to use it so at all. So just to recap, they've had to move because of an expose. Yes. I ex- hadn't said it yet and I wanted to. It is a good word to say. An expose so they was just, about they, to come out imminently. What was the expose? Expose was imminent. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they they legit just ran away. Basically ran away rather than staying going, nah, it's bullshit. So that's always a good move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Guilty people definitely don't do that. They, do, yeah. do that. Mm, guilty feet have got no, no rhythm. don't do that. Do, oh, they do have rhythm. All <laughs> the way down to South America. <laughs> Char-charring the whole way. Man did a little, little dance there, didn't you? Little dance. You love a little Make boogie. a little dance. Uh, this new settlement was named... Jonestown, Jonestown by Jim Jones. Fuck. He didn't it's ca- not a coincidence. He didn't call it Greg. I would have called it Gregtown. <laughs> Gregtown. Gary is what you were calling your town before. Oh, but yeah, this, this town. This is Gregtown. Yeah, yeah Gregtown, this is a different thing. Named by Jim Jones. But none of our names would work to name a cult slash... What are you talking about? Davetown? That's awesome. No, it's not. But no, he's gone off his surname. Warnicky Town. Oh. It'd be Warnickyville. Warnickyville. That's good. Mm, Stuart. Stutopia. 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 That's good. That's cool. Stuton. Stuton. That's cute. Perkins Island. You get a whole island. Wow. I do love the ocean. A small one. To be girt (laughs) by it especially. Yes. Mm. Uh, Jonestown was a project of Jones's. He'd he'd had it running for a little while. It was like an agricultural sort of spot that he had uh, out there for a few years. And he's been quoted as saying... Uh, around this time, I believe we're the purest communists there are. 
<laughs> okay. And he sold this settlement to his followers as a socialist paradise, though he did not allow members to leave. <laughs> like, right. my, like a lot of paradises. Yeah. Para- paradise. Well, why would you want to leave? Yeah. It's paradise. Uh, Jonestown is where Jones started talking about the translation, which was an idea that he had where he and his followers would all die together before moving to another planet to live in bliss. Right. How, how do you move after death? It's a tricky one. They should have moved first. Yeah. All that dead weight is a lot harder to move. You probably don't actually even need to die then, do you? Just move. Yeah, mate. I'd be a great cult leader. You already have moved to Guyana. Fornickyville. Fornickyville. Probably skip the death part, I reckon. Yeah. Each to their own. Okay. (laughs) Some ex-followers with family in Jonestown banded together to form the Concerned Relatives Group. They travelled to Washington, D.C., capital of, of America. Dave? Oh. Yeah. To deal... Oh, Dave's been, Dave's been learning all the states and capitals, haven't you, Dave? Not the capitals yet, just the states. Just the states. So whenever we mention where somewhere it is, oh, that's great. imagine it. I watched him play this... He has an app on his phone, and when we were flying back from Sydney, I watched him test himself with all the states. It was very cute. What are your tests on based on where they are in the country or their... Where they are, yeah. All right, what's the... Top one, top top left-hand corner. Washington. You just lost. I. That's you just lost to someone who isn't even playing the game. Literally the only one I know. What's the next door? I've got no idea. Washington. Portland, At Oregon. All. No, that's below. Fuck. But I, that's close. That's something. Close, yeah. It's Idaho. Idaho, the Spuds Club. I used to wear a T-shirt that was... It had a, a cartoon of a potato lying on a banana lounge with those... Those glasses that Kanye West used to wear with the yeah. plastic slats across them, yeah. just kicking back, and cool. it, and, it, and it said Idaho Spuds Club. I have no idea what it meant, but it was one of my favourite shirts. <laughs> what colour was it? It was white. Oh yeah. Uh, the singer from Body Jar signed the back at a festival one time. That's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask him to, or did he just do it? He just did it. <laughs> it was a wild time back then. We you were living on back, a commune. You look back, and the singer from Body Jar is just marking people with a sharpie. <laughs> hey, stop that. This is my favourite shirt. It's my wedding dress. Why are you riding on me? Yeah. Why are you here? Why are you at my wedding? <laughs> anyway, so they travelled... The, the concerned relatives travelled to Washington, D.C. to list uh, their concerns. About, so the people that are worried about their relatives in the cult in yes. Guyana. Mm-hmm. They're sort of trying to get um, Congress to take notice and go, you know, there's a big bunch of American citizens who we're really worried about. Can you help us out, right? And it, and they got the attention of a Californian congressman named Leo Ryan who took their concerns on and he wrote a letter to the Guyanese Prime Minister, Forbes Burnham. Another great name. Fuck yeah. Um, Burnham. So you sort of wrote that on, on behalf of the, the relatives. In late 1978, skipped a, a little bit further ahead, um, Ryan is flying now to Jonestown on a fact-finding mission uh, with the intention of investigating the allegations of abuse uh, by Jones and others. He travelled uh, with people including relatives of followers, journalists, and an NBC camera crew. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar, you've, this is when like, we're getting closer to the action, I guess. Yeah. The journey took many days, including a two-day stopover in the Guyanese capital of Georgetown, once arriving at the settlement, Jim hosted the group. Apparently, they got a limo ride to the 
to this uh, to Jonestown. Mm. Can't help but notice that Georgetown is very similar to Gregtown or Garytown. <laughs> I did not even notice that. Yeah, Georgetown's quite a. Why are we just we're giving that away? We seemed like we're okay with Georgetown in my head. You're not, obviously. You brought it up, but yeah, Georgetown. There's there's a Georgetown in America as well, I think. Who are the Georgetown Hoyers? I used to wear a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and the singer from Body Jar. There's so many t-shirts and so many interactions with the singer from Body Jar. <laughs> He's stalking you. <laughs> Gen- genuinely had a Georgetown Hoyers shirt. I don't I don't know what it means, but there was a bulldog on it. Where do you get these shirts if you don't understand what they are? Yeah, what's going on? I, th- I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. They just appear. That's weird. You get it from Georgetown and Guyana? They're probably, you know, op shops or... Um, thrift shops. Th- thrift shops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Macklemore. <laughs> so once, so they got the limo to the pavilion and then Jim Jones uh, hosted the group in a, in a some, you know, uh, at the... They got pa- a, so they got a limo? At the pavilion. Yeah, they got a limo. I don't know if that was... Like from the airport. I guess, like I mean, it is treatment. a congressman as well. So maybe yeah. Yeah, that's okay. just how those guys travel, and, right? And he's trying to look like he's not batshit crazy. So he's like, yeah, come on in. No problem. Be our guest. It's fun. Woo. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, they're, he's, they're hosting him there in the pavilion. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, temple member Don Sly tries to attack the congressman with a knife. Oh. Don. He's thwarted. Not so sly. Who thwarts him? Uh, he's thwarted by the, by the posse. Great. So is he travelling with like some... He's travelling with, uh, with F- FBI types. There'd be security. No more questions. Um, so the idea, the congressman's going, I'm leaving. Anyone want to come with me? Right? Because they're, they're rushing off. He's just had a stabbing attack. He's like, who's coming with? Right. So to the, to the cult members. The cult yeah. members. You don't always want to be here. Let's get out of here. And uh, 15 of them came with. Um and Jones didn't stop them. They Fifteen were, out of a lot, though. A lot, yeah, hundreds and hundreds. So and he, he didn't. He, he didn't. I suppose he couldn't stop them. He couldn't stop in front him. of the congressman. Exactly. That's right. Although, uh, when the group were boarding the planes, there was a couple of planes they were flying home on. Jones's armed guards arrived on a tractor and started shooting at them. Oh my God. Um, one of the temple members, one of the fifteen who came with them, also pulled out a gun and started shooting. Back at the tractor or no. at the people no, at on the, the plane? the others on the plane. So he's he sort of pretended that he wanted to go back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, five people were killed, including the congressman. Um, the temple member who was trying to leave, Patricia Parks. NBC journalist Don Harris. NBC camera operator Bob Brown. And newspaper photographer Greg Robinson. Many of the group survived and were able to fly home, including Ryan staff member Jackie Spire. Right, so the plane just kept going. Yeah, they got out of there. It's a fucking full-on scenario. Mm. Um, but Jackie Spire uh, went on to become a congresswoman. So, uh, Later on in the very same day, back at Jonestown, Jim Jones launched what he dubbed his revolutionary suicide campaign. Right, because you know that once you've killed a congressman, yeah. the government aren't going to leave you alone. That's right. <laughs> They're coming for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, an audio recording was taken. It, it lasts about 45 minutes. And on the tape, Jones tells his followers that they need to commit suicide as hostile forces would, quote, parachute in here on us, shoot some of our innocent babies, and they'll torture our children. They'll torture some of our people here. They'll torture our seniors. That's why we should all kill ourselves. Wow. Yep. Uh, one of his followers is heard to say, 
on the tape. The ones that they take captured, they're gonna just let them grow up and be dummies. So that like they're so like in their mindset, this guy's mindset is we're better to all kill ourselves than let any of us, you know, go back and and be back in society where they I guess they all see him as us as all dummies. You but know? he also um, told them a lot about the state of America, like while they've been gone. And he lied to them a lot too. So it's sort of like to incentivize them not to leave. Like this is a much better place for you to be. Because one of the guys who got out, uh, he um, left his son there because Jim Jones had told his son was half black. His, um, this guy was white. His partner was black. She, I think, had died. He was a single dad. And so he, he and his son had gone to Jonestown. But Jim Jones was telling him that like, America right now is not a not a place. It's not a safe place for your son because of the color, his color. Right. So it's it's better that he doesn't that he stays here. Mm. So this guy left thinking he could come back and get his son when things were better, and he was leaving his son in a good and safe environment. Oh man. Yeah. Fuck. It's like a small North Korea, isn't it? Yeah. A little society, and they lie about the outside world to make you think you're having a great time. This is great. This place is awesome. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, it's really strange. Sorry. <laughs> it's very heavy. No, look, I mean, that's that's the topic that these guys bloody want. <laughs> they want to make us real sad. Um, when followers were becoming upset at the idea of killing themselves, uh, Jones responded by saying, Stop these hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. He went on to say that death is just stepping over into another plane. And the tape ends with Jones saying, We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. Yeah, so he's a... He's a loony chief. He's already operating on another plane, I think. Mm. Um, A lethal cocktail of cyanide, Valium and grape-flavoured Flavor-Aid were handed out to the members. Those who refused to drink were forced to at gunpoint. They made their children drink first. Yep. More than 900 people died, around a third of them children. You know the Auntie Donna sketch about Cordial, based on Jonestown? I don't think I know that one. Don't you remember when we would be recording and all you could hear from downstairs was Cordial over and over? It's real fun. Anyway. Because that's what, yeah, it's it's basically cordial is what they're like drinking. Kool-Aid, yeah. Kool-Aid. yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's... You that's where the, the it's where the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid yeah. came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which means, open your eyes, sheeple, yeah. basically. Yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Is that what that means? Don't just follow a cult. <laughs> uh, Jones himself didn't go out that way. Uh, he was found with a gunshot wound to the head. Most probably self-inflicted, although um, others have said that he, he would have got someone else to do it. Uh, and he was found surrounded by the bodies of his closest confidants, including his wife and some others. Previously, the congregation had simulated mass suicide in events named White Nights. On at least one of these occasions, members drank what Jones had falsely told them was poison. All right. They had like a drill. Yeah, with them not knowing it was a drill. What the fuck? Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to die now. Yeah, they would have gone through all the same stuff. And just been waiting. And so this time, were they sure that it was real? I guess uh, they would have been once they started seeing people dying, Good but point. maybe not right at the start. Oh, that's awful. Right. You're probably like, it's just another drill. It's yeah, like every time might, the alarm goes off at that. work. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's smoke. Nah, it's probably just a that's drill. Fine. 
Oh. Uh, an autopsy of Jones's body showed high levels of the barbiturate pentobarbital. Pentobarbital. And what is that, Matthew? Uh, it's a barbiturate. Oh. A level that suggested he might have been a habitual user. Oh, right. So he was a bit drug fucked. Do you know anything about barbiturates? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really know what they were, so I, d- I looked them up. They can give recreational users a relaxed contentment and euphoric feeling. Um, but if, if you use it chronically, um, they're also associated with significant morbidity, which is a word I didn't know. Potentially increasing the likelihood of, of suicide. Oh, wow. So, which is... Oh. Holy shit. Uh, on that... I mean, I don't think he was all, all that balanced before that, you know? Um, Jones's wife, Marceline, obviously I said she, she passed, and, and so did lots of their children. They had many. Mm. Um, three of his sons, though, Stephen, Jim Jr., and Tim Jones, did not pa- take part in the mass suicide. Were they in Guyana? They were, yes. Oh, wow. I know um, some people take issue with using the term mass suicide because realistically it was mass murder, right? Right. Okay, sure. So, so, I mean, even though they're effectively drinking it themselves, they're not. They were forced to at gunpoint as well. Forced to at gunpoint and sort of, you know, backed into it. So, I don't mean uh, offence when I say mass suicide. It's obviously a a mass murder. Yeah. Um, But those three sons didn't take part as they were playing for the People's Temple basketball team against the Guyanese national team. What? Holy shit. His, his cult played against the national Guyanese team. Yeah, they were, like, it's like he's, they were their own country almost. Wow. Um, so thre- they came, came back, still in their basketball shorts, uh, just ready for a refreshing glass of Kool-Aid. To- oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do. Three days before the tragedy, Stephen Jones was ordered by his father to return the team to Jonestown for Ryan's visit, but he refused. He's like, Dad, basketball is life. Yeah, I don't know. Either he's like, they, they were just young adults, so they're all about 19. Yeah. So they're, they're like starting to be like, nah. Mm. Or they're just like, we're, pr- we're, we're playing basketball, Dad. We don't want to meet your boring politician. I don't I know. I feel like it might have been a bit of the first from yeah. memory, but I could be wrong. That's what sort it of feels like, but right? I feel like they there was were, some resistance. There was definitely, yeah. And I imagine that him pulling the trigger on the whole thing might have, you know, if he, if he was losing some of the yeah. people, like 15 of them were just left when they had the opportunity. And those were just the, the ones who had the courage to say they wanted to leave. Yes. Because they would have known that they were running a risk there anyway. Yep, Totally. Stephen Jones was accused of being involved in the Georgetown deaths and put in a Guyanese prison for about three months before being released. Jim Jr. was under police surveillance uh, when he got home to America where he lived with his sister um, who had previously defected. Um, Wow. That's basically bringing the end. Jim Jr. uh, has a son who's a gun high school basketballer (laughs) um, who went on to play for the University of San Diego and St. Mary's College of California, which I think is a relatively famous cool. basketball college. So that's that's me attempting to finish on, on a happier note. Oh, good. But yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's it's a fucking, I don't know what you do with all that. Yeah, it's heavy and it's really weird, but it's very fascinating. So are we? when are we starting our cult? Can we talk about that on the pod yet or is that still uh, top secret? I kind of want to make it like a, 
Make sure we get the t-shirts and everything done for... Yeah, okay. No, nah, don't worry about it. Gotta get all that sweet merch ready. We'll leave it for now. <laughs> Everyone has to wear matching shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah. And then we'll move to Warnickyville. <laughs> Warnickyville. Von- Warnickyville. Oh, wow. Well, great report, Matt. That no. was a cool report about a crazy story. Yeah. You okay? And, well, I, uh, I think we never said... I reckon there'll be people everywhere just like going, hugging their families. I was going to say, do you need a hug? Yeah. Dave w- will give you one. Thanks, I will give Dave. you a hug. But after I ask you, that was a golden hat suggestion. I don't think we ever named who suggested we it. We did. You just don't listen. Does the name Stephen Sumo or Sumo mean anything to you? I did not hear that earlier, but I would like to personally thank Stephen Sumo for supporting the golden hat. He's from, he's from Miami, Florida. You know you know Miami, Florida? You might know it from... I know from, Miami Flow Rider. I was going to say, you might know it from its... Um, from its unofficial anthem. Ha <laughs> 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 Are you having fun yet, Dave? Yep. <laughs> having a great time. Yep. It's a Miami theme song. Thanks, Stephen Sumo. Surely the Miami theme song is I'm in Miami, bitch. Or CSI Miami. Yeah! Bam. That does make more sense. Who are you? <laughs> who, 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 who? Your national anthem or your state anthem is Who Are You? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I really want to know. And they never answer the question. I'm gonna, I've got a lot of editing work to try to pull this no. together. <laughs> well, we pause for five minutes so you can play <laughs> badly through a microphone <laughs> a song about Miami. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah you stuff. do. <laughs> do you enjoy giving yourself a. Uh, Editing work? I'm not. I'm not editing any of that out. That'll all stay. Can we please thank some Patreon supporters now? Definitely can. Whenever Dave. you're ready. Well, of course, we'd like to thank Steve uh, Sumo for suggesting that through the golden hat, and I'd like to thank everyone who supports us through Patreon.com/slash/DoGoOnPod. And Matt, you put it very well last week in your little outro that it makes it financially possible for us to do this show every single week and do the reports. So thank you to everyone who does that at patreon.com slash do go on pod. And now a specific shout out to the man, the myth, the magic, the, le- the legend. We've been, there's been a few juniors on this episode. Mm. We're the best junior of all. Has to be. All the way from Texas, Martin Hernandez Jr. Hernandez. That's a great name. Martin, thank you. Thank you so much. That is my dad's name. And I wish I was a Martin Warnke Jr. so I could really... Relate to you on that level. We wish to. Dave, uh, no, then it would be Matt, Jess and Marty. That'd be great. Matt, Jess and Junior. Yeah. Uh, now that's a radio show. The Junior Burger. <laughs> Is that my nickname, Burger? Oh, that's cute. Bergs. 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 All right, Martin Hernandez Junior, have you been looking for a new nickname? It's Bergs. Bergs. There you go. Bergs. On, y- on your Bergs. Now, uh, on the other side of the planet, I would like to thank from Newbury, Berkshire in the UK... Another absolute, it's just a hot name, this one. Excuse me? Hot name. There's been some shocking names on this episode, some boring ones. This yep. one's great. It okay. is Oliver Atwood. Ooh. Oliver, Oliver. Atwood. Ollie at. Very nice English name. Ollie Atwood. Where Oliver my Ollie at? Where my Ollie at? You got, you're going to have to give everyone a nickname now. So we've got Berger, Martin Berger Hernandez Jr. What about um, Oliver Atwood, Margaret? Margaret Atwood. Marg. <laughs> there you go. Marg. Margie Atwood from Newbury, Berkshire. 
Thank okay. you. Okay, wow. Marg, wow. Marg. Oliver, geez, you must feel good. You went from saying yeah, Oliver had a hot name to... You've to given... Margaret is your middle, is your now your nickname. You can't have, if you already have a cool name, you can't have a cool nickname. I have a very cool name and a cool nickname. I know you're, Bob's cooler (gasps) than Jess, let's be honest. Bob's cool. (gasps) I am outraged, how dare you? How dare you? We all have very plain names, don't we? Yeah, we do. Matthew, David and Jessica. Very white names. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, um, can I thank some people too? Please do. I would really like to thank from Dundee. Oh, okay. I've already got a nickname. Uh, Robbie Proctor. Great thank you, Robbie. Man. That's a good name too. Robbie Proctor. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great name. Would he be from Scotland? Robbie Proctor. Oh, that's cool. But no. <laughs> what's What's your nickname? Mick. Because Mick, Mick Dundee. 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 That's good. What would, What would you be thinking for Robbie Proctor? Burger, Marg, and Mick. <laughs> what about um? Uh, Goody Cro- Croc. Okay. Yeah, oh, Goody fact. Proctor's good. Yeah, Goody. Goody's really good. That's great. Goody Proctor. Goody Proctor. If you've heard the Crucible episode, you'll understand that. Yeah. Robbie Proctor does sound like a rock star name to me. Yeah, but a rock star from the eighties. Yeah, eighties totally. Eighties <laughs> rock star. On you. Thanks so much, Robbie Proctor. Robbie Proctor. He still wears leather pants. And I definitely want to say thank you as well to one that I'm. I'm definitely going to mispronounce, and I'm very, very sorry. Maybe we. Maybe we can have a go and see if one of us will get it right. Um, but from uh, Lincoln Park. The place, not the band. Right. I would like to thank Philip Bourgeois. Oh, that's good. That's going to be right. Bourgeois. <laughs> I lied. I nailed it. That was great. Bourgeois. Philly B. So what would uh, what would Philip's nickname be? Philly B. Cheese. Cheese steak. Philly cheese. Interesting. The big cheese. What about Z? Why? Like the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. The big Z. The big Z. Oh, the big Z. Big Z. All right, we can take your choice. Take she, your pick there, I think, she, Phil. What about top? ZZ top. Oh, yeah. Because I love when you get no, so no, far away from oh, it. Okay. I love that. You have to start explaining. What, why are you called that? I have to explain Bop a bit. That would be what to be like. Well, um, Richie Valens was on a plane with the big bopper, yeah. whose real name. Oh, well, that'd be complicated. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Matt, you got some people to thank? Yes, I'd right. love to thank uh, Christine Mulder. Mulder. Oh, I got to call her Fox for sure. Fox, yeah, the Fox. She's from Orchenflower in Queensland, which I haven't heard of. Orchenflower. Oh, nice. Looks but like a looks like a German name. Thanks, Orkenflower. Fox. On your Fox. Fox. Yeah, it's got to be Fox, or you could be like the X, X Man, X Fox. I reckon Fox. Fox. <laughs> Going through your brain. Now we're gonna stick with Fox. Thank you, Fox. Could be cheese as well, Mulder. A moldy cheese. I'll find a way to make everyone cheese. And also, I'd love to thank, from Oxford, Nottingham, Clara Sabolitsky. Oh, that's not going to be right. No, I reckon that's not bad. Clara's a cute name, though. Clara Sablitsky. Clara Sablitsky. There you go. Um, Saab. Saab Sabre. Sabretooth. Sabretooth oh, Tiger the Tiger. Cool. Oh, I was going for Cupcake. Cupcake. Clara Cupcakes. Yeah, which is a character. Cupcake's good. There are different spectrums, Cupcakes and Sabretooth Tigers. Yeah, interesting. You and I. I don't know what, opposing, aren't we? I don't know what spectrum they're on. <laughs> they're at opposing ends. Dave, anything for Clara? I like Sabre. Okay. Sabre it is. Sabre. Well, let's go around and thank them one more time using their nicknames that we've created. I'd like to thank, from Texas, Bergs. Mm-hmm. From Newbury, 
Berkshire, Marg. <laughs> Jess, who you got? I've got uh, Mick yep. or Croc. Oh, Croc. Or Goody. 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 Goody from Dundee and Cheese? Or Z? No. Oh, yeah, we had a few for Philip. Bourgeois. What about Bourgeois Cheese? <laughs> There we go. Bourgeois cheese. From Lincoln Park. And uh, Matt? And we had from Ockenflower, that's not going to be right, the Fox, and also from Oxford, Sabre. <laughs> I'm thinking Atwood, Marg is no good. You can't give him Marg. Atwood, wasn't Atwood the surname of um, the brooding Ryan from the OC? You call him Chino, because that was Ryan Atwood's name. I might be wrong on his surname. <laughs> and if one? so, that's even better. Yeah, Chinos. that's good. Chino. 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 Okay, fine. fine. Take your pick there, Oliver. Would you like to be Marg, my preference, or <laughs> Chino? Both ordinary, to be honest. <laughs> really sorry, Oliver. You uh, you deserve more. Please tweet Dave. Tweet Dave and he'll come up with something better later. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll have a think for you, Oliver Atwood. But thank you to everyone who does support the show through Patreon. We'd love to give a nickname to all of you, and the way you can make us do that is to head over to patreon.com slash dogoonpod. We just released our episode for September, and if you sign up now, you can uh, listen to that bonus episode. It is... Well, actually, I won't say the topic. You can... Uh... Okay, I'm gonna, we'll level with you. We're about to record that bonus episode, <laughs> and I know what it is, and it's a really cool topic, but Jess and Matt don't know, so I don't want to spoil it for them, but uh, head over to our Twitter page don't or Patreon, and you'll see what the topic is. No spoilers. Sorry, I don't want to spoil don't. it. Don't. Dave. Right, I'll give you a clue. Don't. 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 It's really cool. Don't. Oh, now I oh. know what it is. Sorry. Cornetto a, ice cream. There's only one cool thing there's in the hat. I'd love it one more time. Thanks, Stephen Sumo, for his... I'm, I'm having a, a few different cracks at how he pronounce his name. Sumo. 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 Stevie Sumo. Well, well, all right, let's give him a nickname before we sign off. Oh, yeah. The Wrestler. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that works. That's good. Nappy. What about Rourke? Because Mickey Rourke played The yeah. Wrestler. Rourke. Rourke and roll. <laughs> Rourke and roll. <laughs> That's how Sumo rolls. Rourke and roll. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you want to get in contact and suggest a uh, topic, we uh, the hat is full of suggestions, but there's always room for more in uh, Jack the Hat McVitie, as we like to call the hat. And uh, you can get in contact at DoGoOnPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. The, uh, the hotline is always open. Sometimes we, I get a few messages, especially because uh, I look after the Facebook messages, and uh, people say, how do I submit a, submit a topic? You're already... You're doing right, it. You're in the right place. Yeah, I look after the emails and people say, is this right? I'm sorry if this is wrong. No, you're doing it. Great job. Keep it up. Woo, go you. Woo, you're the best. You're all the best for listening. And we'll be back with a new episode next week. Yes. Mm. Possibly with a special guest. Possibly with... Mm. Who's next? Otherwise, Jesse P. That's Is that the first time you've ever called me Jesse P? Maybe. Don't like that. Oh, Boppy P. I've been, no, a lot of people call me Jesse P. Just weird from you for some reason. Oh, sorry about that. No, what that's I, okay. What if I call you Jesse P? <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Matt will never make that mistake again. <laughs> so it might be just reporting or it might be a super secret guest. Ooh. We'll find out. But until then, I will say thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye, Bye. latest fuck. I'd run one. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want.
it's, it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.